It's the HBCU Football Daily Podcast for today, Tuesday, August 14th. I'm Donald Ware. We're going to stay in the MEAC, to, or excuse me, the SIAC. We're going to stay in the SIAC on today. We left the MEAC last week. Of course, yesterday had a chance to look at the Fort Valley State Tigers, and we're going to stay in the state of Georgia today, and we're going to take a look at the Albany State Golden Rams, who, you know, in 2000. 17 really all things said had a pretty solid season you know i thought you know they they lost that game to fort valley state a little bit early on in the season and a bad loss to clark essentially knocked them out once they had lost to clark um which was a bad loss i mean that that essentially knocked them out of the of contention for the siac crown although the loss against Benedict didn't help, and then Fort Valley State just continued to roll um, in conference play. As a matter of fact, went uh, under, uh, went uh, five and one in conference play. But I think um, this is going to be an Albany State team who, again, for me, when I think about Albany State and I think about the history of Albany State, it is a defense first. Mike White, for so many years, his association with Albany State, for so many years as the head coach it was and then of course assistant coach prior to that and a player also there it was all about defense so um obviously Dan uh Land was sort of the guy that was the lint was right in between um Mike White but still part of the old guard and then of course the new coach Gabe uh Gardenia who's now in his second season and defense was still the mantra for Albany State even under Coach Gardenia, it was about the defense. The offense did its thing, but the defense was very good, holding opponents to about 20 points per game, but also holding opponents to about 280 yards of total offense per game. I think there's – this is the thing. I think you could argue that there may be a little bit of a chink in the armor from a defensive perspective and more specifically from a personnel perspective coming in to 2018. Why? A couple of your top leading tacklers are gone. Emmanuel Brown, you know, Marquez Thomas, um, guys that were able to put pressure on the football, like uh, Zavondrick Shingleton, who was able to put some pressure on the football. Um, you know, guys like that, uh, and again, Marquez Thomas was one of those guys as well. Guys like that are going to be gone for Fort Valley State in 2018. But you got a couple of guys in the secondary that are going to be really, really good players, um, most notably Jalen Boyd and then Jalen Bush have those corners locked up. Plus, from my understanding, uh, it is that um, Albany State has gone out and got a lot of transfer kids as well to come in and help supplement some of the losses that they had uh, on the defensive side of the football. So, you know, I think uh, from a philosophical standpoint, I think things r- remain the same. Um, but, you know, now you got to be able to – those guys have to be able to come in and and, and, and be able to um, uh, be able to learn that defense. You have co-defensive coordinators in Nick uh, Ravez and then also Denarius Wait, I believe that's how you say his last name. So, I mean, they're going to have to be able to come in, 
meaning the new guys and more specifically those transfer guys, and get acclimated to the coaching and that defense of Albany State, which was very, very good on last year. I think if you have a philosophy, I think the best route to go is to be able to get go out and get transfers to kind of come in and, uh, and, and really guys that have played college football, uh, whether it's on the JUCO level, whether it's D1, whether it's it's D2, although with the D2, the, you know, there's different situations. Most likely they wouldn't be able to play right away, but it just depends kind of on the situation. So I expect that Albany State's still going to have a pretty good defense next year, even though some of those big names um, won't be with them anymore. Then from an offensive perspective, it's going to start um, with the running back in McKinley, Habersham, who first-team All-SIAC preseason guy, averaged six yards per carry last year, 850 yards rushing, eight touchdowns. This guy is the real deal, and he's going to be able to pound um, that football, going to be able to run that football and get that uh, that running game established for, uh, for Albany State. One of the interesting things about Albany State from a quarterback perspective. Now, Chancellor Johnson is a guy who played baseball as a tall kid, baseball player uh, on the Albany State team, had a pretty good season last year, 1,264 yards, passing 10 touchdowns um, to just four interceptions, completing about 57% of his passes, also had the ability to run the football. Well, from my understanding, he wasn't happy that he was coming in and wasn't going to be the starting quarterback. So, uh, you know, he decided not to play football this year. And, you know, I can understand it from his perspective. You know, here's a guy that helped to really lead a pretty productive offense last year. Comes in, he's not going to be the starter. Um, you know, that's but I can understand from the coach's perspective because the coaches felt like even though he may have had a good season, they have a guy by the name of, uh, Stefan Masha, who got injured prior to last season. This was going to be Gardenia's guy coming in. Um, I think it, I, from my understanding, was a um, uh, it wasn't a separated shoulder. It was uh, collarbone. He 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 busted his collarbone, missed the entire season. But now he's ready to rock and roll. He's going to be the guy coming in. Um, so uh, again, this is what the coaching staff has decided. And uh, ultimately, for Chancellor Johnson, he decided to move on. But Mosh is going to be the guy. He's going to have a pretty good wide receiver to throw the football to. And Mike Green, again, first team, all SIAC preseason selection, 42 receptions last year, 14.2 yards per reception, and three touchdowns for Albany State. Again, as I said on our SIAC preview a couple of weeks ago, as I said yesterday on the Fort Valley State podcast, I think the team to beat in this division um, is going to be Benedict this upcoming season. It's going to be Mike White's third year, but that's not to say Albany State, just like I said with Fort Valley State. Fort Valley State two-time division champs. I think uh, Albany State's going going to be able to contend for the division title but, you know, they got a big matchup. Uh, you know, I mean, they have to play both Benedict and Fort Valley State to uphill battles. And I think that Fort Valley State game is going to is in October. So it's towards the latter part of the season. So, um, you know, maybe Albany State's kind of rocking and rolling by that time. And then they're going to have to, of course, go up uh, against Benedict 
and that should be a pretty good football game. So that's going to wrap it up for today's HBCU Football Daily Podcast as uh, we took a look at Albany State. On tomorrow, hump day Wednesday, we stay in the SIAC and to take a look at the Tuskegee Golden Tigers and, as a matter of fact, going to have a conversation with their head football coach, Willie Slater. Stay on our website at BoxingRow.com for great information related to HBCU football. When it comes to HBCU football, we got you covered like no other. Have a great day.